Welcome to Brenda Wood Bay. <laughs> it's the next day uh, after our uh, autumn fair where Grievi the Great Grievous was um, blowed up um, by something and Trudy Tellers has been uh, suspected of the crime. Uh, I'm C. Meeks uh, Meeker, your keeper. Uh, Doris, let's start with you. Yeah, I'm Doris Makoviak, played by Shannon Wade, and I'm suspicious of the sheriff and anyone connected to him, and definitely also Esther. Fantastic. Eddie Rue. Hello, uh, Eddie Rue Dubois, played by Chris Dierksen. Um, uh, yeah, and oh, gosh, who am I not suspicious of? I'm suspicious of a lot of people, but I'm a little suspicious of um, of Etienne. Actually, Mabo that may or may not have something to do with the information we learned about the, the bar that he's trying to open up uh, that was very much connected to because I, I should also say I'm very suspicious of the sheriff who we still haven't seen, but apparently is not doing his job. Um, and I'm worried about that shit. Fascinating. Baby. Hi, I'm Baby and I'm Problem. I'm played by Corey. What's up, everyone? <laughs> Let's talk about who we're suspicious of. Obviously, the sheriff. That's just anyone that's related to Esther has to be deeply rooted in evil. I think it's hereditary, like the movie. So, yeah, we're coming for you. I also just hate Esther, but yeah, definitely the sheriff. 10 out of 10, sus. Curious about the tattoo, but we'll table that for later. Awesome. Lane. Lane Walter. Played by Ben Ferber. Uh, I have to say the name to get in character. I'm Lane Walter. You know, it's you gotta you gotta do the voice. Anyway, Lane is d also deeply suspicious of the police and the law system in the town. Uh, whoever actually did this is clearly in bed with them to prevent anything from being figured out of what more vast conspiracy is going on in Brindlewood Bay. Awesome. All right, so we are going to jump into our cozy, um, our cozy places that have become kind of less cozy uh, over time uh, for some of you and not others. Let's start with somebody who has is still very, very cozy. Baby, what are you doing on this morning after the um, after the blowed up magician? So I am sipping tea outside because I'm assuming Lane is still in my house, which means I don't want to be anywhere near it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sipping tea, smoking a cigarette, and looking in the tiny little holes in my fence in Frank's yard. We'll explain later. I love it. All right, Lane, let's go to you. Are you at Babies? Uh, yeah, Lane, Lane has now brought a, a comforter and a pillow over to Babies and has set up shop in... Um, did, does Baby have... You know how sometimes you, there's like stairs up to a second floor and then there's like an open hallway that like looks down on the... First floor. Yeah, like a loft, but with rooms. Yeah, she's set up there as her like or her space because it seems to be out of the way, even though there's, you know, like three or four doors that you have to step over her to get into um, and has basically spent the entire night. Um, she uh, also got a videotape from her bedroom. Fortunately, this one was not in the living room of her in a failed Tim Rice musical uh, and has fully... Uh, essentially lip sync to the entire musical twice, uh, including lines that were not hers. Uh, and it, it, she stole it from Lincoln Center, by the way. This is not like released on any video. She went to Lincoln Center. She got the pro shot from the Lincoln Center library 
it's just now in her possession forever. Um, so that has definitely like calmed her down as every time she has looked at a television, she just starts to see apparitions that are perhaps there or perhaps not. So she has just done it sort of in the window while listening to it on the television. Fantastic. Lane, have you called your agent? Lane uh, tried again to use, she um, attached another stick to the, uh, (laughs) she attached another stick to the uh, grabber that she had and um, did like get, uh, she did like get the number dialed because unfortunately I think it was the most recent number. Uh, so she just had to hit the redial button. And if you would like to play that scene, I am willing to do that as Lane, uh, across the room. I would love to play okay. that scene. Let me just do a thing. All right. All right. <laughs> you can hear me. You can, it sounds like I'm far away, right? <laughs> it does indeed sound like that, honey. How are you? Okay. I'm, I'm doing wonderful. I'm having a little problem with my living room, but it's all all is all is well. You'll just have to speak up a little bit because you're on speakerphone. No one else is here except for maybe some demons. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, uh, fantastic! Yes, uh, absolutely. Well, well, um, okay. Well, I mean, if you've got my messages, then you know what's going on, right? Like, like they really want you for this part, and you don't want it to go to Alice and Janney. Alice and Janney is a hack. Just a hack. We really want you for view from a bridge. This is this is happening. If you want it, Lane, Lane, this will revitalize your career. It's going to be big for you, huge. Do you want this? I I am interested. I have some other business going on at home right now. But as long as I can do the business around this role, that's fine. I'm so happy to hear you say that. I will have to be here four days a week. But you want this role, and you can hear her voice has completely changed. Absolutely. Listen, we could talk about an understudy deal. You know, one of the perhaps Allison can understudy me. This is what I'm. This is what I'm getting at. So we we all we're all happy here. Fantastic. So Lane, darling, and you can tell now she has never actually called you, darling. This is not your agent. She says, if you want this to be true. If you want to revive your dead career, Lane, then all you have to do is help the midwives of the fragrant void. It Lane will be smacks so the phone easy. with the grabber and she hits like a she tries to hit the like hang up button and she hits like a number button and just goes <laughs> and then unhits the button and says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Wait, hold on. Could you put her could you put my actual agent on? <laughs> And then she hits the uh, actual hang-up button. Fantastic. Well, let's check in with Doris. Doris, how are you doing on this morning? Uh, Doris is doing okay. She had some weird dreams and is trying really hard to shake them off. Um, So she's kind of just walking around her house with more sort of absent-mindedness than is normal for her. And she's put the kettle on for tea. And while it's boiling she's gonna sit in her living room and just try to start a letter to her friend ethel a few towns over because that's what she does when exciting things happen or scary things happen like gingers ginger and her developing relationship and like a guy blowing up 
and getting hung. So she's going to start writing this letter and she kind of writes, Dear Ethel, and then kind of stares off into space and is sort of not knowing where to start the letter. And also her mind's going a million different directions. And then she looks back down at the stationery and the pen, the ink from the pen has just sort of flowed out in an inexplicable way. And it's making sort of like a vague shape of the mask, the smooth mask with the eye holes. And the Doris is like, oh, and then she kind of looks again and it's gone. And then the kettle goes off loudly. So she has to start her cup of tea. I love that. Um, Did you talk to Ginger at all after? Um, after everything that happened, did she walk you home? Anything like that? Yeah, I think I think she walked me home, and we sort of just start, tried to debrief everything, and kind of, yeah, kind of said goodnight on the doorstep. Uh, maybe shared a little kiss, and it was very nice. And we're gonna have coffee tomorrow at the cup of nothing. I love it. All right, that is so cute. Uh. Um, Eddie Rue, so you had some pretty strange dreams last night after seeing everything that you've been seeing and dealing with. Um, and this one opens in a particularly odd way because you're playing a game of chess. Have you ever played a game of chess? Oh, yes. You're playing this game of chess with Teddy. Hmm. And you're both laughing and having a good time, you know? She moves a piece, you're drinking mint and juleps, um, you're having such a wonderful time. And she says, oh, come on now, tell me about Etienne. I know, I know that you, I know that you love him. I know that you're in love with him. And you say back something like, oh, I've already pressed him in my book. It's over and done. Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, and she, she moves another piece and she says, it's, it's your move. And you look down at, uh, at all the pieces. And you realize as you start to look at them and you're trying to figure out your move, you realize that each of these uh, chess pieces is carved like a person from from town. Um, the rooks uh, look like they might be Esther and, and Wyman Darewimple. The bishops look like maybe it's... Um, uh, Jenna McAllister, the Knights looks like maybe it's Janice Owens or Xavier Dearborn. These people are just sort of like floating in and out. And the Queen maybe is Wendy Wales and Dr. Banerjee. And the King on both sides looks like it's Demeter Dendry. But then you look at, down even further and you realize that all the pawns, every single one is Teddy. But her face looks so weird and you're holding it in your hand in the stream and you can see that her face keeps changing like like a tragedy and comedy mask. It just keeps like that smooth, featureless mask. It just keeps shape like shape shifting. And you say her name and you look at her and you see that her face is doing the exact same thing in front of you. It is sort of like weaving up and down, except she no longer has any eyes and blood is dripping down her face. Uh, and she says, your move. And you wake up. Is in a cold sweat, certainly. And um, tries to roll over and realizes that Frank is still in the bed. And so she kicks Frank and says, go home. And then she gets up. She starts to go to the parlor. And then instead, she makes a sort of like she bypasses the parlor and goes to the den and in the den is a chest that she keeps 
that she doesn't really open very often, but in that chest is a lot of sort of like paraphernalia, old stuff from life before Brindlewood Bay. And in it, she uh, she opens it and um, sort of like takes a look at all of these old uh, First Communion pictures from her daughter. And um, this little rosary uh, that's in there uh, as she looks up and she sort of like calms herself a little bit in this moment and she looks up and uh, those and she sees sort of like in the reflection of one of her uh, pressed flowers, one of her glass frames with pressed flowers. She sees that old shape again for a moment and it disappears as it always does. <clears throat> and she just sort of grabs the rosary and uh, pockets it and goes back up into her room and Frank is gone. And this was Frank Spitznagel, correct? Oh, yes, absolutely. First time, only time. <coughs> I got him drunk. You got him drunk after the uh, after he after his best friend was was blowed up. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. At this point, I have to. <laughs> at this point, I've done it. I forgot about that part. But yes, 100 <laughs> percent. I was I saw I saw I saw a vulnerable man. <laughs> and in my moment of vulnerability, I took I, I shot my shot <laughs> and uh, I don't miss. I love that. Um, that's pretty great. Uh, I don't know how you're going to tell baby that, but, um, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna smack you with my spoon. <laughs> I'll let her. I'll, I'll I'll let her in on the. I mean, listen. I'm not gonna. I, I'm a, a lady. Never tells exactly what happened. But no, 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 no. You gotta do the dirty. You gotta give me the details. I got I beef. Mean, listen. What do the kids call it? Just I don't know. It's so it's so naughty to say the words out loud, baby. He just finger blasted me. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> and then I made him go to bed. And then he fell asleep, which is what I wanted. <laughs> I love it so much. Uh, <laughs> um, so we're going to kind of do this like a split scene because you all are about to get the same message on your machine. By all means, interrupt me as you're getting this. Um, but you're 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 getting this uh, this wonderful message. And it says, hello, this is Dean Olin Dearborn. You know me. You were there last night. You wrongly arrested my brother and poked around after the tragic death of the great Grievous. You remember? Good. Okay. I am begging you. Please do not meddle in this. The school does not need this kind of attention, especially from inexperienced retired women playing detective. Do not bother Grievous's, uh, uh, Susan, what do you call it? Oh, husband, husband. Don't bother Grievous's husband. Is sure it's that? Okay. Or his collaborators. They just wish to be left alone. And so do we all. I will not hesitate to get the sheriff involved. Okay. Good day. And it goes blank on the, on the recording. We're all in our own homes when this happens. Yep. Or, or I guess Lane is, is with me. <laughs> Lane well, no, is I now... think Lane does get that on the message machine after she has that conversation with the agent. Right, right, and then right, she right. like also hits a bunch of wrong buttons. <laughs> uh, like she does create a new voice message for herself. 
and it's just uh, a bunch of beeps and then her saying, how do I get this thing up? And that's the new message. Uh, I think well, I think what Eddie Rue does is she step she immediately steps outside and sees down the down the street everybody else just like coming out of their porch all four of us all at the same i mean all at the same time and like and then we go to one of our houses um you can all come to my house and i think as you do doris is gonna give out some rope to everybody because it just seems like things are getting weird and she wants everybody to have something to i don't know what for but she just wants to divvy out yeah just it seems like a little bit of protection what kind of rope is this? This is, I think it's that like good, like really the the rope that you can get at the hardware store. That's really, that's pretty thick, but it's also like really itchy. Like it's got all the fibers sticking out of it. And how long are these pieces? They're like, like a, like a coil, like a little coil, like maybe four feet of a little coil of a rope. Fantastic. You can all add that to your cozy places. And this is just something I imagine Doris was doing because she was nervous. She was just yeah. like, I'm cutting rope. Doris was like <laughs> listening. I think Doris was probably heard that message kind of rewound on her answering machine to like play some of the mysterious messages next to that one and see if it the voice sounded familiar. And while she was re-listening was just like, something weird is happening. Better to be prepared. And she's wishing she had more like Bowie knives to hand out, but she's only got the one. All right. What are you doing? What are you talking about? Well... I, I fill everybody in on my dream and I let everybody know that I let Frank, you know. Finger blast you. Yeah, I didn't want to say it again. Listen. <laughs> um, and it meant nothing. Um, and so does uh, that mean we're even? The two of us? No, no, no. Us and Frank. Oh, uh, I bet you I could make it so. Don't do it again. Baby, do you want anything? Do you want me to do anything? Like, you just let me know, okay? You just let me know, because now I got a little one over on him. No, this is personal. With Frank. You want to be, I see. Okay, cool. Did he give the money back to the town? I mean, he did. He did. Because right? of the fingering. Oh, that seems like a lot. It sounds like you got to get fingered a couple more times. Uh, uh no. <laughs> It wasn't good, but seriously, back to the important things. So the Dean is now threatening us and all, all I'm trying to say is- What is he gonna do, expel us? We're gonna meddle, right? We gotta figure this out. Oh yeah, we're we're in too deep to not meddle. And it's, it's I mean, I think it's a no brainer. You can't just put something like this, you know, in the corner and cover it with your favorite Afghan. We gotta, we gotta figure it out. Who can we talk to? Should we talk to the Dean? That seems very straightforward. He doesn't want us to talk to his husband specifically. To the to the to magician's husband specifically. Which probably means he's a good guy to talk to. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. 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 Thanks. Thanks, Dean. Seems like uh pointing like us Dean in the gave right us direction. Mm-hmm. So where did that where where are they staying? Cause they're not, they're local, but they, do they have a house here? This is me asking Meeks. Yes. Um, so you know that they are staying, um, at your old favorite, the Grand Prometheus, uh, staying there. 
um, for reasons. Interesting, which means more rich and famous people. Lovely, my favorite. And we can talk to Shannon there. That's also true. Our bestie. Well, what? Well, let's. I mean, we could. What should we? Have you all heard of this thing called brunch? We we've literally been to brunch on one of our little adventures. So yes, I guess you're right. I guess I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, we. I mean, we could just. No, they didn't open. They weren't open for brunch that day. I hope they'll open now. Do we think they're open now? Who has yellow pages? Oh, I can look. And Doris is going to page to the Grand Prometheus and like look up their number. And then, well, it doesn't have their hours, but I'll just, I'll just give them a call real quick. Ring. <laughs> Grab Prometheus Hotel. Oh, yes. Hello. Um, are you still serving brunch today? Um, I believe so. Great. Thank you. Click. <laughs> it's good. We're on. Let's go. Oh, finally. You know, the Bloody Marys, they did a little clam juice in there, the little clamato. It's a little bit like a half a Caesar, half a Bloody Mary, and I love it. I'll have to try that. I just normally have a whiskey. Neat. <laughs> what are you? What, it's not like, you, at a certain point, baby, you have to admit, you live in New England. Tequila? Oh! <laughs> She's out the door. <laughs> uh, New England's multicultural. I'm here. She, she takes out her best Dunian Burke purse and heads out the door. No, no. What are those wicker purses? You know, the ones that the white painted wicker. That's yes. what she has. Yes. yes. It's a little cumbersome, a little boxy. She manages to fit all the stuff that she has in her cozy place in that wicker <laughs> purse. The glass chest set was in that. It's a fucking Absolutely. picnic basket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait. Do you have a glass chest set in your uh, in your cozy place? Fantastic. I'm, I did it entirely on purpose. <laughs> yeah, I haven't used it yet, but oh, actually I did, I did no, use it. It's used entirely on purpose. Fantastic. <laughs> so we're heading to the Grand Prometheus Hotel uh, to have brunch and to talk to Hugh Knack, um, the great Grievous's husband and perhaps Shannon Doherty. Um, and as we enter back in, I'm curious for you, uh, as you come back into this place that is now not full of summer people, how have things changed? You can tell none of us have ever gone to like boat restaurants. <laughs> this I've been to a boat restaurant. Ex- I've been once. <laughs> this isn't like something that we see seasonally. <laughs> so for the audience, yeah. we're doing our best, but please. I have, I have had the, no, I've, I've been to Nantucket a couple of times. <laughs> and uh, it's horrifying uh, and could be great were it not for all the horrifying. I would say I feel like it's I feel like it's uh, almost it's busier. That's for sure. And probably a little bit more comfortable in the off season. Um, the menu is probably bigger, actually. <laughs> and uh, at least, I don't know, somebody else. I feel like there's a, a room or... <laughs> Like a room that has a good view that people visiting would think, oh, this is the way to like see Brindlewood Bay. But none of the locals really want to sit there because it faces, you know, like like most of the view is taken up. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's taken up by by the putty chat shop. And so they've just kind of blocked that room off. And it just has like storage of like the nice summer linens and boxes of things they'd put outside to attract the visitors in. 
And so nobody wants that room except when the rich people are here. And they have better music. Define better, Eddie Rue. Me? Oh. Uh, the hits of the 60s, 70s, 80s, and today. It's <laughs> a lot of like Mamas and the Papas. And yeah. Crosby yeah, Stills, all the leaves are brown. Young. Some biggie. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's the night. It's 1997. I think Biggie just died, actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I think there's, I, I think there's not, there's not a parrot there anymore because they only rent the parrot for the summer people, um, to make it a gimmicky pirate restaurant. So I think instead maybe the chef's giant dog just hangs out and like sleeps on people's feet while they're dining. Oh, I love it. Awesome. So you arrive into this much bustling, bigger, grander, Grand Prometheus hotel, um, and uh, you go up to the host. Did you, uh, did, are you here for brunch? Yes, I called ahead. Okay, um, give me a second. And uh, they run around trying to find you a place to sit. It's very empty. There's like nobody here. So it's like, it's really ridiculous. But this, uh, this little concierge is, is having, having quite a time. We're understaffed today. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know where Shannon is. I'm sorry. And is just trying to run around to different places to try to try to get you all set up. But eventually you get seated at a table with a view of Pet My Putty Tat um, uh, and also of the kitchen. And the big dog, Bernard, is uh, is already coming around for pets. What would you like to do? I think right before the 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 concierge, that's what we called him, right? I don't know. Whatever. The host. Uh leaves i'll just be like but shannon's here today yes um i think so they're just like this is really busy um so i'm just running the front part by myself i guess all um, i'm asking is have you seen shannon today um yeah i think so wow great thank you <laughs> <laughs> she certainly knows how to leave an impression also my menu has schmutz on <clears throat> my menu has schmutz on it I'm sorry about that. Just give me a different one, honey. It's okay. <laughs> uh, she's completely running away. <laughs> All the way back around out of sight. Like a 14-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Um, fantastic. Yeah, this uh, dining hall is pretty empty. Um, you see there's just you um, and there's one other uh, one other person there. Um, and that's it. Um, and he looks fairly nice. I mean, everybody in Brindlewood Bay for some reason looks like smoking hot. So like he looks like he's in his late has uh, in his late uh, 40s and has like a beautiful cable knit sweater that is uh, not quite like Etienne's, but it's like my favorite. It's like it's like my kink right now, man. I just love a cable knit sweater. It's just really hot. It's really good. So, yeah, this is a, a very smoking hot late 40s in uh, in a cable knit sweater. No, I love it because I love cable knit sweaters, too. <laughs> I don't know I why. It's my so... cable knit sweater. I was wearing it the last time. Yeah, you were. It's great. It works. Everybody should wear cable knit sweaters. They look amazing. Anyway, they do. They do. They make ben's everybody look a little you. look a little jacked. Yeah, and it's you. <laughs> You're the love interest. Um, do we recognize this person? I don't think so. Maybe Doris would. The woodsman. Because did you did you did you meet you met the great Grievous? Yeah, I think I I think I would have at some point when I was probably helping Trudy pack. Then let's say like you've definitely seen a picture and this is definitely um, Hugh. This is this is his husband. This is his partner because gay marriage is not illegal. So we're not saying husband, but, you know, it's also partner. I don't think is quite quite the terminology. Dramaturg, dramaturg. We need a dramaturg. 
Well, the first gay marriage was legalized in the Netherlands a couple of years after this, but I think it was legal in a couple of different provinces elsewhere. So theoretically, they could have been married there. Oh, great. It wasn't that any other countries were recognizing it, but, you know, it still counts somewhere. Awesome. Retconned. They got married in the Netherlands. I love that. I love that for Grievous. That's yeah, so I think so. Cute. Is Hugh also Dutch? <laughs> yeah. How's your Dutch accent, Meeks? Um, as you can all probably tell, my accent is greatly affected by whoever speaks first. So like, whenever whenever Ben puts on Lane's voice, all of a sudden they're talking to somebody who's exactly that <laughs> Another voice. New Yorker. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just the way it is. So my okay, so Dutch accent... So one of us has to speak in the Dutch voice all the time. <laughs> and and like, Everyone has yeah, noticed that they all also speak all up here in the back of their throat. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just do the Waluigi voice. He's Dutch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, we have to focus. Uh, (laughs) Remember, Dungeons and Drama Nerds has said this cannot become a Brunlerwood Bay only podcast. (laughs) I know, it's true. It's true. Too bad, we're taking it over. Awesome, man. Convoy, let's go. (laughs) Lane, I'm going to get the Florentine. Do you want to get the Benedict for Uh, brunch? No, I was getting the Florentine. Okay, well that's fine. I just can I just have a have like a bite. Yeah, you're not getting the Florentine. Well, I was saying if you get the Flor, if one of us gets the Florentine, then the other one can get the Benedict. You know, you know how. Oh, oh I'll, you want to split seas? I'll split well, seas. That's fine. Okay, okay, that's fine. Also, bloodies, 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 bloodies all around. Also, do y'all see that guy over there? Who are you talking to? You can't not see that guy. Come on. Okay, look fair. at me. Fair, fair, fair. Ninety-four percent sure that that's Hugh. Perfect. Oh. And I think it's like this moment of like huddling. And we're like, how do we want to play this? How do we want to, should we, should we like make him come to us? Or do we go, do we like bull rush him? I feel like, I feel like, well, he's all sitting alone. It would be the neighborly thing to do to ask him to come to our table. Oh, that's a lovely idea. I was going to spill something on him. So that's much better. You can still spill something on his lap later, baby. <laughs> We'll put him next yeah. to you. Oh. So I think I'll, Doris is gonna kind of check, like, like, yeah, 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 okay. And Doris will stand up and go over um, to Hugh and and just say, um, "Excuse me, Hugh." Uh, and you can see that 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 he's reading like an Oprah Winfrey Book Club of the Month book, and he he just looks like he looks startled and goes, "Oh, um, da 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 I don't know if you've met and my then, friends. Like the three of us are turning, and we're just like waving, like hi. <laughs> uh, and and um, I don't, I don't know if I'm in a, a really good spot to be around people right now, Doris. Oh, of of course, I know. I'm I'm so so sorry for your loss. It was uh, unspeakable. I appreciate that. I appreciate. Yeah, that. of course. Well, I mean. We we if it if it helps we are all also connoisseurs of the book club, um, and so you know we make chatter, but we won't we won't pressure you to join in if you don't want to. Uh, um, well, uh, um, <sighs> sure, uh, whatever. Yeah, okay. I guess. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Great, great. Come on over. <laughs> <laughs> These chairs are so heavy. <laughs> I have no 
imagine Eddie Roo like fully like like bent over like as bodying this hard as possible, pushing it from behind. As we recall, the chairs are actually made from cannons, and so. Oh right! <laughs> so Poor it's Bernard, just, it just got like oh. yeah, Bernard's just <laughs> just like jumping around as Eddie Rue is full on like almost horizontal, putting her shoulder into this cannon. Just a cannonball like, falls out of part of not, the chair. The wheels are not in the right direction for the way that this is being pushed. <laughs> and I'm like, I got it, honey. I got it. <laughs> The boat lists in one direction. <laughs> it all just sort of like <laughs> we've we've imbalanced the boat, and so now all of our drinks are a little bit awkwardly like like the 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 water level of the drinks are not level with the top of the glass anymore because the boat is tilting to the side. <laughs> uh, I love it so much. Uh, yeah, the concierge comes back. He's like, oh, excuse me, please don't move the chip. This is so okay. It's oh, no, no, you don't need to help. It's okay. <laughs> okay, um, okay. We are uh, ready to order, though. Okay. Uh, let me get my Just pen. get Shannon. Shannon. That's <laughs> okay. I just I like making me move their shit. Make a top of five top. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, he sits down with you all, and this concierge has gone back to find Shannon. Uh, mostly so that I don't have to keep holding my nose, because <laughs> I can't do it without laughing. All right. He sits down with you all. Um, and is, uh, uh, it, like, still with his finger um, in what appears to be, um, I don't know, what is a pop, what was the 90s um, Oprah The Joy Luck club? club. Yes, the Joy Luck Club. And he, like, sets it down on the table and with his hands. And you can see that he also has a Bloody Mary and, um, and uh, some sort of egg thing that he's barely touched. Have you gotten to the luck pot of that one yet? Uh, no, no, uh, I, I haven't. My mind hasn't really been um, on on the book, as it were. Of course, of course. But at least it could give you some joy. Or perhaps if you flipped at the end, some club. Oh, I see you were being funny. Ha. Ha ha. I haven't read that book. <laughs> well, we are all very sorry for your loss, Hugh. And I will say, as also avid readers... Uh, you know, we share two things in common, all of us and you, and that we uh, have all lost a husband, and we also all love to read. You are welcome to join if you ever want. We 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 weekly, you know, the murder the murder mavens. We read these books. They're very fun. They're very light, and I have found them to be very therapeutic. So, the door is always open. And you can see he sort of softens at the fact that you all have also lost um, people. And he's like, it is very, um, it's very strange to think of oneself as a widower. Mm. All you must know is at first you're a widow, uh, and then you got a second partner, and then you got a third one, and then you retired. You have a whole life ahead of you, and it's going to be wonderful depending on the retirement. Excellent. That's yes. generally true. Hugh, what do you do? What do I do? Yeah, what what do you you know, I I what is your vocation? Hmm. Do you have one? I mean, you know, no, I don't mean to pry at all. I'm just cu- trying to make polite conversation. Certainly just want to, you know, just get to know you, you know, if 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 you would like to be known. If not, you know, we can just sit quietly and eat. 
whenever Shannon comes to take our order. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, if you if you must know, I mean, I I, I had quit my quit my job, um, and um, yes, I um, quit my job, and so I am between things at the moment, mm-hmm. as it were. Um, okay, yes. good for you. Follow your dreams. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially now. Yes, indeed. And then you see running across the dining room is Shannon Doherty, and she's like pulling up her hair, and she's just like, "I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here." I wasn't watching TV. I wasn't. I wasn't watching TV. Oh. Good morning, dear. Oh, hi. Hello, darling. Hi, Shannon. Hello. Okay, I'll tell you. Have you all heard of this brand new show? It's called Buffy the Vampire Slayer. They just started their second season, and oh my. God, I missed last night's episode, so don't tell my boss, okay? Because, like, you, you know, the nasally little, like, teen out there, like, she doesn't get it. She just doesn't get it. And she's in my boss. Can you believe that she's my boss? She's my boss. Anyway, but they just had this, the best episode ever, I swear. So Buffy comes back, and she's all like, whoa! And then she, like, tills up, like, the bones of the master. It's so fucking cool. It's so cool. Anyway, what can I get for you? Whatever channel that's on, that's Absolutely. for sure. Absolutely. It's on the WB. Oh, most action I've had. <laughs> okay, so, ladies. Oh, Hugh. Oh, you already have everything you need, don't you? And like they sort of have this like little back and forth, and she's like, okay, so you've got your regular? Great. Okay, great, great, great. What do you all need? Bloodies. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Obviously, yes. Miss Dubois and I are going to share, uh, we're going to do a split season on the Florentine and the Benedict. Thank you, Lane. Mm-hmm. I'll have this. I'll have the stuffed French toast, please, Shannon. Mm, mm, mm. Very fancy, very fancy. Well, you know what they say: when in Rome, when on a pirate Doris, ship. Did you smooch someone last night, Eddie Rue? You can always tell. Yes. Where is the French toast? I know the French toast. It's your tell. Oh, it is. It is. Yes. Okay. 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 Babe, babe, let baby order. <laughs> I will have a croque madame with a sunny side egg on top. Now. Fantastic, fantastic. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to go um, put your order in, and then I'm going to go finish this episode. So if it's a little bit late, don't get mad at me, okay? And whatever you do, don't don't bring don't bring nasal Nelly back over, okay? Sure, it's just sure. annoying. It's not it's like it sounds great. great. It's, it's not like we're talking about overcooking eggs or anything. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hugh, you want to join us sit- in the bloodies? Hugh, Hugh, you want a fifth bloody? And and he was just sort of like looking around at all of this, just being like, I'm I'm fine. I'm going to I'm going to stay. We'll get get him. Bring bring him a mimosa. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I'll make sure that you all get like a big pitcher, okay? Big pitcher. Oh, and we'll really, we'll really, we'll really, we'll really put in the vodka instead of watering it down, all right? All right, just don't, just don't bug me for a little bit. All right, and she like then takes off. Then you can off. finish your episode because you, we, 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 you'll, you'll have us for at least a half hour. I love brunch. This is so fun. The best meal of the day, truly. We're going to need a second pitcher. I wish we had this later, later. Uh, and Hugh looks at you, Doris, and he goes, um, so... Who's the guy, I guess? Oh, I mean, not a guy, actually. Um, you maybe know Ginger Hale. She does the lights at the community theater. Doris is, uh, Eddie Rue is just, has fallen off of her cannon. <laughs> I'm sitting like this close, just like. <laughs> you know, you know, we've been, we've been chatting and, you know, we, we've seen some, seen some, some theatrical things and in the, at the same time and um and yeah we walked home together last night and had a little, nice little romantic kiss on the porch and so i think i think it's i think i don't want to jinx it but i think it's going well i 
That's it? You should have it take you, take you up to the catwalk. Show you around. Oh, yeah. I maybe I might personally stay off catwalks for a little bit, but balcony, balcony would be great. You safe when you're with her. Good point, Lane. That's a very good point. Oh, but yeah, thanks. Thanks for being excited for me, ladies. It's, it's you know, it's been a while. It's been it's been a while. So I Is I'm, that why you had so much rope, you nasty girl? <laughs> Oh, can't can't kiss and tell, baby, but maybe we'll see. You should not do Shibari with that great of rope. It's so scratchy. It's true. That it, it is the scratchy one I was just was just my one of choice this morning, but I've got many different types. So Alright, good, yeah. good, good. Uh and you can see that he was sort of like going through his brain and he's like, Isn't so Ginger works at the theater? Isn't didn't somebody else die there not too long ago? Yes. That Yes. It's been a What's while. What's going on in town? We don't know. Well, more, more accurately, we do know. We solved that case. Oh, I heard that it was an accident. Huh. That's what they would tell you for sure. Who told yeah. you that? Oh, I, I heard it. I heard it from, um, from Tom, actually. Oh, Tom. Heard that it was an accident. Interesting. We have our suspicions. No, we solved, we solved the case. We provided evidence to the police, and then they bungled the evidence and blamed it on us. But uh, yes. you don't need to know about the legal system of this town. All you need to know is uh, there is justice in knowledge. Yeah. I think I want to meddle real bad here. Um, and But what I, what I want to try and do is get Hugh on our side. Mm. Like what I, that's what I want. I want to find an ally uh, very badly in this. And I think I want to use sensitivity for it. I love it. Oh, 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 all right, all right, all right. So I'm just meddling and I'm, and I'm just going to sort of say to, say to Hugh, like, I feel like there's been a lot of really, you know, strange things going on. Have you noticed anything like that? Oh, oh, my friends, that is an 11. Yeah. Let's let go. That is a whole 11. 11? Oh, Fantastic. Yeah. And that's that's with your modifier? That's with my modifier. Okay, great. Plus one. I have a plus one to sensitivity. Okay, I didn't know if you were at plus two yet with that. All right. No, but I'm, it's, oh, Lord, she coming. Yeah. <laughs> she coming. All right. Um. Yeah, so... Uh, he looks at you and he's like, you know, it's so funny that you mentioned that because there's been so many weird things, I think, that are happening in town. You can see his whole body language is changing and you're not really sure if it's a combination of the fact that Doris is is sleeping with a woman. So, like, he's not the only, like, queer person at this table um, or if it's just that, you know, you are all widowed. Um, but some camaraderie here has slowly built. Um, and the fact that you're also calling out that this weird thing is happening and and he says, uh, you know, even when um, Tom was here, he wasn't really here anymore. You know, it's the 90s. Do you know how hard it is to be a gay magician and have the career that he's built? And he wanted to throw it all away and just stay here for what? Not for me, not for the family we wanted to have. And that's what's really, you know, weird about this is that he became so obsessed with this resurrection thing, you know, of like he thought he could really, really perform resurrection. Like, not just as a gag anymore, but as, like, a real thing. 
And he had this increasing paranoia about being watched as he was delving deeper into this. Is there a clue? Is there, is there a specific yes. clue that we're getting here? Um, so the specific one that you are you are getting is um, is uh, the resurrection. Sorry, my cat is cracking me up. Um, is the resurrection tied with being paranoid um, and being watched and unsafe? Wow, that seems like a lot. That's so strange. It was a lot, you know. I mean, it was a lot, especially because you know, it just I felt like I lost my partner. You know, like we were supposed to be in on this and we were supposed to be like coming together to form something new. And instead he just became this totally different person. When did this start happening? Um, I think like a few months ago is really when I started to notice it. That's when I moved in here. Um, right at the end of the summer season, I moved into the grand Prometheus. Um, but he'd been acting strange before that. I mean, he'd been on tour and while he was on tour, he was getting messages and things. And I don't know. I don't know who he was talking to exactly, but um, he had been talking to a lot of different people. And he was really convinced that resurrection was possible, that his trick could be more than just a trick. I have a quick game question. Mm -hmm. uh, does this count as being uh, in a place occupied by the rich and famous? Uh, sure. And I get an extra clue. You get an extra clue? Fantastic. Even on a miss. Um, I didn't get a 12 plus because that would have given me a void clue. I know. I was bummed. Um, uh, me too. Great. That would have been fun. Great. So, um, yeah. So so he'll say, okay. The other thing, if I'm being perfectly honest, we've been fighting a lot uh, for the past several months because we're trying to like start a family here. And I know that's weird. Like, I know that's like unheard of, right? It's just, I mean, but it's not, it's not, it's, it's happening all over. It's just not happening here yet, but it is happening here just in like very secretive pockets. We really were trying to start a family here and like talking to surrogates and trying to make all of this happen. And I kind of did something I shouldn't have done. And, um, anyway, we were going to have a baby. Oh no. Well, are you still going to have the baby? I mean, she's still pregnant, so yeah, but he was not happy about it. Are you happy about it? Yes, I'm ecstatic. Then you're going to be a great single you're father. You're going to be wonderful. I mean, not now. I mean, I don't know if we're going to, I don't know if I can do it by myself now, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, it's just, it's all very up in the air, but like, this was the whole thing. This was why we were having so many problems because he wasn't here. He was here, but he wasn't here. And then this whole obsession, this whole obsession, just like... It overtook his whole life. I think we can all say, just looking around this table, sitting on our cannons, that if you need anything in this regard with raising this child, as long as you're in Brindlewood Bay, you have the four of us. And we've all done it. We're here to help. You are not alone. And I put my hand on his, on his hand. And I just say, mm -hmm. truly. Dora says, here, here, and raises the Bloody Mary glass. Absolutely. We do a cheers. Let's <laughs> cheers. Let's cheers to your future, Hugh. Like all the Bloody Mary jugs just plonk, and then they say, think. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I mean, I, I really don't think that um, Krista uh, is very happy about everything, but I, I, I think that's that's really, that's great. Krista, is she local? Uh, Krista Junki. Um, she's, uh, she was the Great Grievous's, um, she's Tom's, uh, blood artist and she's the one who is the surrogate and it was she's oh. still the surrogate um 
So. Well, that's something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Krista Jinky? Junky. Spelled like Junky. Yeah. Ah. Um, Hugh, if you don't mind my asking, um, I did, I've just been fascinated, but that's going to sound silly to say, but my daughter, she's, she's, I don't see her very often, but she's been get really into getting tattoos lately. Fascinating. Um, and I, I just was really struck by Tom's tattoo with, of the, it had like an eye and I was just curious yeah, if you know like where he got that or what the symbology is, because Stella has a lot. She loves to tell me the story behind all her tattoos, and I didn't, I didn't know that was a thing originally. I thought people just liked an image; they got it on their body forever, and okay, good for you. But so I've just, just been fascinated by that lately. If it's too tender of a subject, I understand, but I just wanted to to see what what you thought. Yes, um, the he yes. The Great Grievous got a tattoo. Tom got a tattoo of an eye from Salty Nancy at uh, on the not good docks, on the bad docks um, at Best Bay's tattoos. Um, and it's fine. It creeped me out. It's just like it's just an eye, it's an eye that was open. Now, open eye. Now, I just want to know. Did this have any correlation with when the weird things started happening? Oh, 100% I think so, but he wouldn't talk to me about it. You would think that having a tattoo would be something you'd want to talk to your partner about, you know, especially if you're going to put it on your neck, just saying, but no. Um, I think, I think I also, yeah, I, I think the other question is, all right, so the other question, the other question, the other question, the other question. I have a feeling, correct me if I'm wrong, that you're not a big fan of Tom's former partner, Frank. Frank. Spitznagel. Frank Spitznagel? Yeah, former partner. Wasn't he was, that's what I was, my understanding was that they f- we used to be partners of, of, of ma- magic partners, magic partners. Oh God, I'm so sorry. Not the, uh, I'm, you, you, not, not, you know, <laughs> is this news to you? He's just loving watching you spin yourself into a little tizzy. <laughs> And he starts to me? laugh. He are you starts messing to with laugh. me? Are you are you trying to meddle a little yes! bit? Yes. Great. Well, uh, let's roll it again and see what happens. This is probably presence, which is also a one plus one. So somebody's got a roll. Uh, so that's a nine total. Nine. Great. Um, and and he goes, oh yes, Frank, Frank, Frank. Well, what can I say? Frank likes to drink, doesn't he? Huge drinker, Frank. And he does. Um, it's hard to build a career when you are a big drinker um, and you are trying to do sleight of hand. Uh, it's just uh, it's just a huge problem. And as far as I know, they had many a fight about it. And he never quit drinking. So well, you I know. will tell you this: he's still bad at sleight of hand. And he he looks at you and he just just like does a couple of eyebrows and he's like, oh really? He's also a financial criminal. Yeah, <laughs> he's a bad guy. We don't like him. Uh, and Shannon Doherty comes back over and she's and she's like tidying it up and he says, I'm so sorry, ladies. Though I do have to run. Um, uh, other 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 duties call. Um, unfortunately, at this time, I do appreciate your your help. And um, and then he gets very quiet and he leans and he goes and and if you do hear anything, I would be very curious to know where this fascination came from because i think i mean the person who died 
right, at the theater was uh, Killigan, right? And that was somebody who wasn't unfamiliar with Great Grievous and his circles. I don't know what's going on, but if I can help in any way, I would like to help. I will just say, let's keep this on our arrangement, just between us. Just because, mysterious forces, and Hugh, I will tell you this in confidence. We were warned not to talk to you. By whom? The Dean, of all people. And like, if you two are very conspiratorially like talking like this, you just see Shannon's face like come between you two. And she goes, (laughs) yeah, the Dean's a weirdo. (laughs) Yeah, Lane also joins the really close (laughs) huddle and says, yeah, what is he going to do? Expel us? (laughs) I think Uh, I think in this moment. With all these four faces really close. We have Eddie to get Rue, more in on this. Like it's like to. eyes, eyes, eyes. Eddie Rue just looks at Lane and gives a little peck on the nose and then pulls back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, fantastic. Uh, uh Shannon, these these the Benedict looks deli- the Benny looks great. The Florentine looks great. Thank you so much. Fantastic. Do you want to know what happened in the episode? Because I have to tell you, I was really worried that Buffy was going to like. <laughs> Is this a musical? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Bye, you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So she she uh, she's she's talking to you about Buffy, um, and then she just goes, you know, Dean. The Dean is really weird, though. I will say that he's a weird guy. Not Tell my us favorite. More. Do you want a mimosa, Shannon? We've got we've got plenty. You made them real. They're real good. Shannon, Shannon, you can't you can't be talking to your friends all day. I'm sorry, but you have to come back over here. We're customers. Oh, um, yes, I will be your server from now on. Oh, what's your name? Nelly. Smelly. Nelly. Nelly. Oh. Are you making fun of me? No, I just literally couldn't understand the word you said. Uh, this is not my problem. That's okay. It's okay. Well, that's fine. Nelly, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. I hope you enjoyed your brunch. Okay, Shannon, it's time to get back to work. It's like the teacher from Charlie Brown. Um, Before, before Shannon goes, uh, I think one of us should probably try to figure out, like, what she was doing during the right yeah she was present i think maybe that's the thing maybe and that's that's fine i think which is just like i think it's spiritual we all just sort of lean in and shannon's not working though she's just downstairs watching television yeah like just not so uh, this is definitely a situation where as nelly walks away and we finish our thing i feel like it's got to be like do we got to divide and conquer here Who's good at sneaking? It me. Girl, let's go. Go ahead. All right. Well, I have to use powder room, ladies. Huh. <laughs> we don't even notice this. It's like so normal. I think we'll just say what we'll do is we'll be like, okay, we'll we'll settle up. And we'll be outside, baby, and then we'll look at the bill and like be like, oh, what? This isn't not. They said we didn't order this. Just totally preoccupy, Nelly. Fantastic.
Fantastic. Um, yeah. So baby, you're able to like make it down. I think that because, uh, uh, you can tell like, there's not a whole lot of people here. I just want you to roll me a day move really quickly. Uh, I don't think the stakes are super high, high enough as a night move, but, um, just, uh, let's, let me look at what the move is. Cause I always forget. Um, when you do something risky or face something you fear, name what you're afraid will happen. If you fail or lose your nerve, then roll with the appropriate ability. So you're just sort of sneaking around. So what do you, what are you afraid will happen if you get caught? We'll get banned from the restaurant. <laughs> Fantastic. Go ahead and roll 2d6. And then you're picking Beautiful. your ability. Fatality? <laughs> oh, no, I got seven. No, that's great. That, that'll, that'll still work. Oh, so, yeah. So, yeah, uh, you, you, you still succeed. Um, I will say... Um, <laughs> I'll say also what happens to everybody else in a minute. You all are, are talking with with Nasal Nelly um, upstairs, uh, mm. talking very loudly with your bill. I'm going to spare you some of that scene <laughs> um, as baby goes down um, and sneaks sneaks through. Um, and you find uh, Shannon indeed hunched in front of uh, a television um, in a break room and just like eating, eating eggs, cold eggs, just like staring. And you can see on the screen that Sarah Michelle Geller is like acting her little ass off. In season two, and she's just like eating eggs. How miserable. Okay, so it's just this room that I'm looking at. Is there anything? It's just a break room. There's towels, there's cleaning supplies. It's just like this little, yeah. Okay, it's not really anything that I could get. I'm gonna stick my head in. Just like a door wall head. <laughs> I just try to be as really subtle, just like. What's Buffy up to now? And Shannon like completely jumps and is like, oh my God, hi, 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 hi. Um, uh, uh, Buffy is, um, uh, uh, she's, um, well, um, she's not doing so great. You know, like she went away for the summer and then she's coming back and like Xander and Will are being super weird and everything. What do you need, baby? Oh, no, I was just interested about the show. It sounded really fun. Oh, come sit, down, come sit down, come sit down, come sit down, come sit down. Oh, very I couldn't. No, 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 come sit down. And she's just like, she's like, it's almost over. Um, and you can see that, yeah, there's like, there's like a, a dark scene that you can't really understand. But there's this blonde woman and she's like really upset about something. And there's a bunch of people who are hanging upside down, floating across the screen. Um, and uh, that's what you're sort of seeing. Oh, my. So why are they floating? Oh, they're being hung upside down for the master. They're trying to resurrect the master. It's a whole thing. Oh, kinky. Um, anyhow, <laughs> everything you tell me about this show, I just enjoy it more and more. You're going to have to remind me. Give me a call when it comes on. <laughs> You're doing great for someone. <laughs> like, but you'll definitely have to give me a call because I will forget when this show comes on. Oh, yeah, yeah. It always comes on on Wednesday nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. You say no problem. that like I'm going to remember it. You remember that I have been alive for more than one world war. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and like, I don't and, remember those. <laughs> and, she's, <laughs> and she's just like not even listening. She's just like, oh, my God. And then all of a sudden you see like this very overwrought blonde short person like um, decide to like like take a sledgehammer to a bunch of bones. And she's just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's just so good. It's just so, she's so upset. She's just like, what, it, how is she going to, how are her friends? Oh my God. Uh, speaking of friends, how are your friends? And we haven't seen you in so long. What else have you been up to since everything that happened? You mean since last night? Well, you know, it, it feels like a long time. Time is a, an interesting concept. Are you trying to meddle there, baby? 
Go ahead and roll. I'm hoping my cuteness will help. I'm at least 80. Dave. Yo, I can't math. I forgot. What I love that she's ancient. I think that's great. She's been through a world war. A couple of them. True. Yeah. She's timeless. I forgot how far apart they were. Um, okay. I'm gonna meddle. That sounds fantastic. Let's do some shit. Y'all are just being real quiet sorting out your bills. It's cool. We are not being quiet sorting out the bills. We are like arguing with each other and with Nasal Nelly and like, well, no, I think this was actually on Hugh's bill. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. Oh, no, we put this on ours. Oh, we did actually agree for that. No, so can sorry. We can put that back on. Can you keep your voices down? It's just a lot of noise happening right now and I'm just not really sure how to deal with it. If you think about the size of the pitcher versus the size of the mimosa glasses, I really think you're charging too much because if I were just to pour it back in, you should... You're just overwhelmed with questions right now and I just, I need to think. I need to think. I need honey, to think. Honey, honey, honey. And I like rub her, rub her back like in a really inappropriate old lady way and i'm like and i'm like but it's 1997 so nobody thinks that's inappropriate yet and uh (laughs) (laughs) at least nobody says it uh and and she's like honey honey it's okay take your time take your time do you need us to get to a calculator I just, I need Shannon, I need Shannon, I need Shannon, we're Shannon. (sighs) You need Shannon? I can go get her. If you want a mimosa to to tide your nerves over, I think we got one glass left in this pitcher. I take the pitcher with me. That is just really hard. I never passed, I didn't pass any classes at math ever. It's just really hard. Anyway, baby, what did you roll in in your meddling? Jesus, I got an eight. (laughs) An eight? Great. Yeah. Did you want to bump that up since we're playing hard? Hell yeah, I do. You want to put on a crown? Fuck yeah. Let's do it. Crown. What kind of crown are you putting on there? I'm searching. Hold on. I can't breathe do it. fast. Do it, ring girl. Okay, I'm going to use a flashback showing how you were an imperfect sister or daughter. Great. So how is that helping you, do you think, in this moment? Because I'm going to quickly tell Shannon just like obviously I asked her what she was up to because when I was little and my parents moved to the U.S. it was a very traumatic time because none of us spoke English and in that moment to make extra money for us my dad had joined a gang and it was a very dangerous time and so I coped by going out and doing really terrible things to deal with the grief and stress that my dad would bring home. And I just want to make sure that, you know, Shannon, you're very special to us. And I don't want something like that to happen to you because the scars that I have are permanent and you are still very, very young. That's right. I'm wholesome, you motherfuckers. Uh, and, you know, her the credits are rolling on, on Buffy and she's just like, uh-huh, yeah, um... Sorry, you were asking about where I was last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And your sister. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Great. 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 Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. Did you know, like, there was this whole thing, because I missed this whole episode last night. Like, this is the problem, right? I had to record mm-hmm. this off the thing, because there was this huge argument. Um. There was, like, our program's going to get a huge influx of cash from uh, Grievous's death, apparently. He had just, like, redone his entire will when he died. And so he's given, oh. he's given like his money to the, um, to the oceanography program. 
or to the college. I don't know. One of the two. Anyway, it was like all Dr. Banerjee could talk about. And I just had to keep like filing all of this stuff. And, you know, I take all of this extra fucking shifts at this place just so I can keep up with doing in the work at the at the university because it is really fascinating stuff. But, yeah, that's where I was. That's where I was last night was um, but Dr. Banerjee got really excited because we were going to get all of this new money from uh, the great Grievous. Wow. Well, I am so glad you got to record your episode and I'm so glad you got to tell me about it because I can't wait for next week. Um, but it's been lovely catching up with you. I'm sure everyone's favorite girl with a nose problem is looking for both of us. So I will be heading back to my ladies, but don't forget to call me next week. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you want to watch more, I mean, this is a great show. I recorded all of season one. I'd be happy to share it with you. It gets so much better though in season two. Like, I'm just so hooked. I'm just so hooked already. It's going to be amazing. You know what? That sounds fantastic. Let's set a time for it. I've got some special tea. We'll be able to stay up and watch all the episodes. Oh, that sounds amazing. That sounds so great. Um, If Nellie's looking for me, tell her that I'm not here because I just, I can't. That voice is killing me. It's just fucking killing me. I swear. Anyway, I never I have saw you. Re- Don't worry. Okay, thank you. And baby, as you like, sort of come out of it, you bump right in headlong to Eddie Rue, um, who is uh, who is coming to find you in quotation or coming to find uh, Shannon. Oh, great! Uh, Nelly needs Shannon, but I think we'll f- I think we've figured out the bill. Oh, amazing! We'll we'll leave her. We'll leave her to it. Yeah. Mimosa. Of course. Okay. Just uh, <laughs> yeah, we're out of the picture. Yep. <laughs> That's my girl. Uh, and in front of you is Bernard. Um, like he's just sort of like trotted up to you out of out of nowhere. And um, he's like coughing. He's coughing quite a bit, actually. Bernard? Uh, point through things around me. Ready Your to gloves. Go. Gloves? Uh, this pitcher. Pitcher? Uh, a ladle. Oh, hell yeah! A uh, four-foot coilless scratchy rope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Bernard is a big dog, right? Like thick, thick. Huge, thick. thick dog. Okay, I am going to just put my hand inside of the pitcher and then just smack down on the back really, really hard to okay, hopefully to get Bernard to... <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, God, yeah. The back blow. Heimlich is upwards. But yeah. <laughs> We're going to use the ha- the ladle as a tongue depressor at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that was actually. <laughs> I love it. Um, and, and, and this dog is continuing to cough and coon cough, but finally it expels outward. And you can see because it rolls forward that it is an eye and it swivels around and it stares up at you. Dungeons and Drama Nerds is produced by Todd Brian Backus, Percival Hornack, and Nicholas Orvis, and is mixed and edited by Anthony Sertel Dean. Our Brindlewood Bay campaign features Christopher Dierksen as Eddie Rue Dubois, Ben Ferber as Lane Walter, Corey Flores as Baby Garcia, Shannon Wade as Doris Makoviak, and our keeper, C. Meeker. 
If you'd like to help us continue exploring the intersection of theater and tabletop role-playing games, consider leaving us a review on your podcast app of choice or supporting us and getting access to our patron-only bonus content at patreon.com slash dungeonsanddramanerds. You can find our social media and website links, including our cast bios, at the link tree in our show notes. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Dungeons and Dramaturgs. Thank you.